Hey, this is my best friend, Carolyn. And this is my best friend, David. We are a couple of vodka lovers. With a codependent relationship nearly a decade long. And this is Will, Will and Grace and Vodka! vodka. Cheers. Cheers! Oh, mm. poodles, do we have a special episode in store well, for you. We do. But first... Oh, okay. Yeah, first. I would like to address something like a huge mistake I made okay. last week. Yes. Um, so Wendy Jo Sperber, who we absolutely adored in the last episode as my fair, in My Fair Matey, I said she was still working and I must have confused her with the other actor we were looking up because she actually passed away in 2005 from breast cancer, which is so sad. Yeah. And so thank you to, uh... The gentleman who pointed it out on Twitter. I'm so sorry, and I feel awful, and I will be far more careful in the future. And um, R.I.P. Wendy Jo, because she was magnificent. No kidding. What a loss. Yeah. She's magnificent. <sighs> but on with the episode, we And go. as we said, mm-hmm. very lucky to have been able to see her. Absolutely. Will and Grace made an indelible mark Seriously. on both of our, you know, uh, brains. <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh huh. Anyway, so God bless you, Wendy Joe. Yes. Thank you for your work. And now, so, David, episode one one three. Well, here we are. It's the thirteenth episode of our first season. Lucky number thirteen. Lucky thirteen. Yeah, and you know what? I feel like I don't know. It's like it's like a little bit crowded in here. Yeah, it feels weird. Like, did you just call me fat? <laughs> did you just was that a was that a was that a dig at my wow 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 way to make it about you immediately? Um, the episode. So, I'm just kidding. It's totally about you. <laughs> this is all about you because we guys, this is our very 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 first guest on Will and Grace and Vodka. Woo! I would like to introduce to you our guest, writer and director at Second City, the man who performed my wedding ceremony. Her Royal Highness, Tyler Dean Kempf. Yay! Hello! Now, I have to tell you, I am a big fan of this podcast. I am, not just because you're friends of mine, but I think this is a wonderful podcast. Oh my god. And when I got the email asking if I wanted to be your first guest, I got weepy. No! I did. Is that for real skis? For real skis. Oh. It is an honor to be here. Oh! Thank you for me. It's an honor to have you. Oh, I'm happy. <laughs> don't, don't, uh, don't uh, save it. We have a lot to weep we about. We do. We have this week. so much to weep about. Um, oh, girl. So, um, Tyler, what are we drinking today? We are drinking a vodka soda with a squeeze of lime. Mm. Your choice with what vodka? Uh, this is a Ciroc vodka. And the. This is the brand belonging to, I'm sorry, his name is Love now? His name is now Brother Love, according to Trevor Noah last night on The Daily Show. Brother Love. Brother okay. Love. Or just love, he said. Or just love. Okay. So if you are referring to P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, Puffy, whatever his name is, it is now Love. Yes. What, uh, what episode are we on? This is episode 113, titled The Unsinkable Mommy Adler. Original air date, February 9th, 1999. Hulu video summary... Grace's visiting mom, Bobby Adler, guest star, Debbie fucking Reynolds, a would-be star whose propensity for breaking out in show tunes and impressions dismays her daughter. I sincerely hope that if I have a daughter, that is how I am described. I, I, I think you are safe on that one. I also want everyone to know, and will have probably Instagrammed this by now. Mm Mm-hmm. But we are burning a candle with Debbie Reynolds' likeness on it, provided by our Tyler Dean Kempf. Debbie Reynolds is my everything. This tell is us, true. Tell this... us about it. Yes. Okay, so Debbie Reynolds holds a very special place in my heart. Uh, and a former student of mine now has a business where she puts celebrities' faces on prayer candles. Mm. And she made me this very special candle. She designed it and everything for me. Oh, my me, God. Uh, and sent it to me. And what movie is that from that she's... Uh, that is... Oh, that's a great question. I want to actually say that's from Singing in the Rain. That's the image of her looking is it? up. When that's he is... for sure her hair in Singing in the Rain. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. 
Well, it's beautiful, and I'm so glad you brought it. And it says St. Debbie of Reynolds on it, mm-hmm. which I think is a nice touch. Also, let us please promote your students' business. Yes, that would be a great thing to do. Yes. I should look it up. Okay. Um, we don't have to do it right this second. We can tweet it. No. Beautiful. Yes, that would be great. Yeah. So, um, I'll do the trivia. Trivia? trivia? Oh, please, by all means. Um, trivia for this episode is super obvious. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> to to those of us who know and love musical theater and Ms. Reynolds. Uh, Mrs. Adler walks in singing, good morning, good morning. Um, Bobby Adler is played by Debbie Reynolds, who sang the same song in Singing in the Rain. And she also starred in The Unsinkable Molly Brown. So they were all about the puns and the callbacks. Yeah, I, this is another really lovely meta moment of like the writers on this show, like... They have to know that they're, that the jokes in this show, I don't know, maybe in some ways even Will and Grace, the series, does not exist if Debbie Reynolds, the history of Debbie Reynolds' career is not there, <laughs> you know? You're not wrong. Um, and the other little bit of trivia is in the opening of the show, Jack has rented Star Wars, and of course, Debbie Reynolds is the mother of Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, obviously. Obviously. So, thank you, IMDb, for the obvious... Albeit wonderful trivia. And last year, last year, last last week, they really knocked it out of the park for us, though. So, like, even if this is a my little fair enough, matey. with my fair matey, mm-hmm. with the tea about fucking Cindy Lauper. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I loved every minute of that. Yeah. Cindy um, Lauper has psoriasis. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. She's a spokesperson. She's a spokesperson for a psoriasis oh. company mm-hmm. or a medication company. For psoriasis, for psoriasis itself. She just she promotes psoriasis. She promotes psoriasis. <laughs> Do you want cracked skin? <laughs> Me too. I I'm Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper. <laughs> shall what what happens? Okay, so let's shall we dive in? We open on the apartment, and uh, Jack sweeping in as she always does. Um, uh, bragging about getting flirted with at the video store by a man through his girlfriend. <laughs> I don't remember this. I fucking just watched it. Please explain the joke that you're <laughs> referencing. He says he met the cutest guy in the video store who was totally flirting with him. It was through his girlfriend, but he got it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and he's brought, as we mentioned, Star Wars. And Grace says, come on again. I'm dreaming about Jabba the Hutt. And Jack says, that's because you live with him. <laughs> Rude. Um, and <laughs> shout out to you, Tyler, because you're the one who showed me Star Wars for the first time. That's right. Remember? What? Oh, my God. Yes. She hadn't watched it before. I've never seen them. And, God, what, three, four years ago? Maybe five by now. Maybe five by now? Oh, no. It was before Mike. This was, oh, was 2010, it maybe. Was pre-Mike? Yeah. Oh, this wow. was like seven years ago. Holy cannoli. So I saw Star Wars for the first time. Oh, like, and she discovered you. the joy that is a young Harrison Ford. Oh, wow. Hello. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. Were you not like a uh, Indiana Jones person? No, I was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Indiana Jones, yes. But I would argue that Han Solo mm, Han is Solo. sexier than Indiana Jones. Oh, I don't agree. You don't agree with that? Mm-mm. Is no. it the hat? Is it the trilby? I think it's the sweat. Mm. I love a man who punches Nazis with a sweaty shirt. Damn. Mm. Mm. Ooh, guys. I almost just said, damn, yeah. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so Jack has, has rented this movie because he, he is, wants to put on the internet... <laughs> Um, all of, all of the reasons that C-3PO is, is gay. <laughs> and Will says, he's not gay, he's British. <laughs> and, Fair enough. And it's a whole thing about, uh, how he thinks every, every robot is gay and <laughs> he does the lost in space danger, danger robot, Will Robinson. Oh, good. And then the phone rings and they're screening. Tyler, you want to take this one? And... We hear the voice mm. of a motherfucking angel. The mm. unmistakable voice. Mm-hmm. Of Debbie Reynolds. Yep. Uh, and she's telling Grace through show tunes and sing songs and little jokes that she's on her way to the Grand Apple. <laughs> <laughs> the Grand Apple. 
And then uh, she, you know, Grace is like, oh, it was my mother because Jack doesn't know who it was. And he's got the oven mitts on. Mm-hmm. Danger. Danger, Grace Adler. Again, iconic and listen, moment of women. Yes. Yeah. So iconic because I do that still. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever I say danger, I go, danger, Grace Adler. Yes. Yes. It just comes out of my mouth. I think many, many people do, actually. I think I that's do, like too. A, like, I think it's honestly more recognizable at this point than Will Robinson. <laughs> um, I'll argue this episode as a whole is filled with iconic Will and Grace bits. Yeah, it, it really is. There's a lot of bits that I remembered, having not watched the episode in a long time, and I was in my head doing them right along with it. I knew yeah. the bits. Oh, yeah. That keeps happening, too, with this first season. Like... I'm finding more and more, like in the very first episode we watched, I was like, whoa, there are so many moments in this that are just like, like a huge, huge, huge part of, you know, the, like the bits that you think of when you think of Will and Grace. Yeah, absolutely. The mullet, most <clears throat> importantly. Mm-hmm. Will's mm-hmm. mullet. Will's mullet. I miss it. He loved it. I loved it. Are you kidding me? No, I, I thought it was He's so ridiculous. hot. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I think that we. I think what we've discovered though <laughs> is that you and I we have different taste in men. Ooh yeah, we do. Yeah, you yeah. super do. I like. Tyler loves a ginger. I love a gingy. I love a gingy cub. I don't mind those either. Yeah. No. <laughs> not at all. If they have a mullet. I mean, the mullet does not hurt. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched Stranger Things this season? Oh yeah. So you're. Hey all... hey hey. I have not. Okay okay. okay. There okay. is a mullet in Stranger. Things. There is an important mullet in this season. Whew. And well, that is I, not normally my type. That little, like, like someone on Twitter, I think, called him, like, Zac Efron Light. And I think that that's appropriate for his look. Not, again, not normally my type. I'm into, like, adults. But, like... Well. Hmm. You know. Which you know I guess what? is apparently saying something for, for like, Caucasian men in this country. Apparently. Ugh. Ugh. Next morning, Grace is freaking out. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of pedophile, next episode or next season. Next... See, Almost there, God honey. Damn it. And you call yourself a comedy writer? Hey, I have freedom to fail. <laughs> oh my God. Not on this podcast. Where do I get that? <laughs> At the Second City. At the Second City. On Wells. You can take an improv class. <laughs> we never fail. Ever. Oh, fair enough. Nope. Um, so Grace is putting up her mother shield because she's nervous that her mother is coming without her father. Um, and she, she puts it up and she does this whole thing and with her arms and like mother shield is up, go. And so Will is playing her mother and giving her a whole spiel about how. Attacking her. Attacking her. And, uh, <laughs> shall I keep going? You guys are great. Well, I was I kept pointing at you because I was like, you do the shield thing all the time. I do, I do. Like again, like these are things we learned from this I, show. I, it was such a formative time in my life from like I don't know what, like nineteen to maybe twenty two when I was really watching this season. Mm-hmm. That so many of these things are like ingrained in me. Yeah. In, Same. And and yeah. like like Will and Grace and like the wedding planner. Really? J-Lo. I'm dead serious. I watched that movie over and over and over and over and over. And now look what I do. I've never once in my life seen that movie. Maybe that's why I'm not a wedding planner. I kept it. I still have it on VHS. Cute. Adorbs. I love that. Um, but yeah, this is this is one of those moments where she puts up her shield. And so Will is, is attacking her and um, and Grace is getting all worked up and defensive because he's... Uh, really go- coming for her. Like really like, coming for her. Like hair, makeup, shoes. And he's having way oh, too much fun. <laughs> yeah, he is having way too much fun. And then... Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. She, um, what we failed to mention is that when she comes out with the shield, it's the next day. No, when... I said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Great. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, These drinks are strong. No, also, we're just like terrible at listening to each other. Like... Yeah. It's this thing where I never listen to a word David says. Okay. And yeah. vice versa. Do you know where you can learn to be better at that? No. At the second city. On Wells. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. Good Let's plug, get this going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, So, Debbie Reynolds enters, and she is singing, oh, just a little ditty. You'll a, be swell. You'll be, you'll be great. Gotta throw the, or get Have a, the whole world on a plate. plate. So she walks in as Mama Rose, mm-hmm. which is so appropriate. Very cool. um, and I also would like to ask the question in this moment, if 
Grace inherited her Louis Vuitton luggage from her mother. Oh, I, me, yes, I have a note. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just really excited we both noticed that. Sometimes we have the same thought. A couple weeks ago, we had the same fashion moment. It was huge. Speaking of. It was a fleece. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, okay. Fashion moment. Go on. Uh Uh-oh. It's Debbie, obviously. Obviously. With her new suit. And her no panties. Miss New Suity. Miss New Suit with her shawl with the fur around it. Yeah. It's brown and it looks amazing on her. And um, listen, I just want to be Debbie Reynolds when I grow up. Oh, don't we all? I mean, seriously. Um, but it's, she's, you know, she's got that gorgeous suit on with like a cardigan over the jacket. Maybe it's green. I don't know. Um, it's like an, she's em- got it's like this, an emerald green. Yeah, like, she's a, got this gorgeous... Couple of her red hair. Yeah, gorgeous. she's got that gorgeous red belt on, and her mm. hair is perfect, and it's red, and I'm just like, uh, icon. I love it. Now, that hair... Mm. Oh, it'd be a wig. Oh, for sure, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, when they asked her to be on the show, she came to meet with the producers. Oh! And oh. came into their offices. Tyler knows a thing. Oh, I know a thing. I have a bit. <laughs> uh, a little hot goss. Um, and she came into the office and they asked her if she would be willing to dye her hair red for the show because usually she wears a blonde wig. Right. Right. And she said, honey, I only have two hairs on my body. One's on my head and one's on my pussy and they're both gray. (gasps) Whoa! (laughs) Well, my wig is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. Glorious. Also, now we know, David, that pubic hairs can be gray. Now we do, because Debbie Reynolds told me. As mentioned in, in two episodes, or three episodes Jesus. ago. Jesus. That's good. <gasps> See, this is why we knew, like, mm, this is good. So when we invited you to be on the podcast, full transparency, listeners, we were like, oh, come next week. And you were like, okay, I am so excited to be on the show. However, can I wait a week? Because episode 13 is Debbie Reynolds' first episode. And we were like, oh, but of Doing. course. Yes. Because you are the, like... I don't know, the emperor of the Debbie Reynolds super fans. <laughs> oh, she's just everything. Can I tell my story? Please, yes. please do. Um, when I was 18 years old, I went down to <gasps> Los Angeles to uh, just go to Disneyland with friends for my birthday. Mm-hmm. And we were Dark. in Hollywood, and I got uh, a picture of Debbie Reynolds' star on the Walk of Fame. And it went in a box, and I never really thought about it again. Well, uh, cut to... Many years later, I was getting ready to leave uh, college and move to Chicago to train at the Second City. On Wells. On Wells. On Wells. Uh, and <laughs> um, my mom was like, let's do one thing, just you and me, before you leave. And she bought us tickets to an intimate evening with Debbie Reynolds. It was like maybe 75 people oh in the audience. God. At a small, small little theater in one of the museums in Reno. And we got there early, and we sat in the front row. And it was her and a piano, and in like an all one I color, all one color matching suit like she wears on the show. Like they, they they style her directly to the way she dresses for her shows. And she did her show, and it was amazing. She referenced me at one point. Uh, she she looked at me. She goes, "Do you know who I am?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> Not realizing I was interrupting a bit. And she goes, "I'm Princess Leia's mother." Oh. And the audience filled with 85-year-olds all cheered and applauded. <laughs> and I was just like, I love you. It's like the first major gag of oh. your tiny gay life. Oh, my God. And then later on, she pulled me up on stage and sang a song to me. <gasps> oh, my God. But before she did, she gave me a hug. And she goes, oh, that felt good. Hug the other one. And then made me switch sides. Oh, my God. So after the show, my mom and I are hanging out in the lobby. And she came out for everyone that wanted to meet her. And she made a beeline to us. She walked right up to us and she goes, I hear you're moving to Chicago. I hear you're you're going to do great. It's going to be wonderful. Your mother here is very proud of you. And I'm like, how did you, how did you know? And she goes, your mother sent me flowers earlier today. Shut the fuck up. So my mom sent an arrangement to the the space and was in her dressing room waiting for her with a, a handwritten letter, pages long from my mother about... How this was our last trip, our last thing together before I was leaving and going to pursue comedy. And she made that a very, very special evening. So I have a picture with her and it was just lovely. So, I mean, there was a, that, that solidified my love for different. Oh, and my mom had snuck into my things and found that picture of the star oh and God. had it enlarged and she signed it to me. And so that's framed in my house. 
Oh my God, Tyler. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's just like one of the most amazing memories of my life. And my love for Debbie Reynolds was constant. And so obviously I was pretty devastated when she passed last year, almost a year ago. Almost, yeah. yeah. Almost a year ago. Oh my God, my heart. This is the first time Carolyn has like openly wept on the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) It won't be the last. Probably not. (laughs) So Debbie Reynolds. That is such a beautiful story. story, forgot all about it it's the best i'm so glad that there's like there's like there's like this motherly love i have for her too right like grand grandmotherly love that she was she understood my relationship with my mother and was just super supportive she's so like rhoda they're like in stature like they're very similar height yeah Yeah. absolutely oh my god that's funny what a beautiful story yeah it's pretty great. I totally oh. derailed our episode. No, no that's, that's fine. fine. That's what, what a, this is what a for. wonderful share. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um. So. so anyway. N- um. I'll take. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pick up pick up the summarizing mantle for a moment. Let me let me let me interject first with um you Spotify. Okay. Um. We'll be there. Were three <gasps> separate songs in this episode, so our Spotify playlist will finally be updated because it's been a while since there's been since a song. There's been a song. Um. So check out Will and Grace and Vodka's Spotify playlist. Um. And we'll we'll have these three songs added to it tomorrow. Yes. Definitely. Or by now. When does right. this come out? Tuesday. Tuesday. I don't know. So. Whatever. Yeah. It'll be updated. It'll be up. You don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um. So. Um. Uh, Debbie Reynolds enters, y'all be swell, y'all be great. And we get that, which is amazing. Has Debbie Reynolds played Mama Rose ever? Not on Broadway or anything. Okay, yeah. I'm sure somewhere, somewhere. God, I hope so. Somewhere, she somewhere. had to have, right? Somewhere. That somewhere, sounds like a musical. Somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. Um, somewhere, somewhere by Tyler Dean Kemp, a new musical. <laughs> um, uh, so we're loving her, you know... See this no panty lines because no, no panties. Something I said all the time in my early twenties. Fucking brilliant. Um, another one of those things that I'm just like, I remember like yeah. the structure of the yes. way she says this mm-hmm. line, very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like visceral memory. Yes. Um, so she's there and like she clearly loves Will. She's like, you get handsomer and handsomer, and he's like, I have time lapse photos that would. Down to you. <laughs> um, uh, let me see. What happens next? We we jump to Grace's she... office, right? Or am I skipping something? No, no, I think that's absolutely right. No, yeah. then we jump to Grace's office where she says mini muffins. You think you're so cute? Yeah. Um, then um, you know Karen's there and uh, Rosario. W- what? Rosario's getting her stomach stapled. Rosario's having her stomach stapled. <laughs> and, <laughs> Uh, well, I'm sorry, no. Karen's having Rosario's stomach stapled. Right. Um, and then uh, Bobby comes in. Five, six, seven, eight. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to see you. No, no, up mom, late. mom, mom. This is my office. We don't sing here. It's great to stay up like good morning. Good morning to you. Woo! Oh, I did that so wrong. I'm so sorry. It's okay. We caught, we 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 made. I'm it sure. I'm sure everyone who's listening loved it. Ring a ding so. ding 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 ding. <gasps> fashion moment. Fashion moment. <laughs> um, it is the um ubiquitous Karen Walker shoe, mm. and it it's like it's a black pump, and it's I'm I, it has to be like a velvet or something. And it's got a big block it's heel. A chunky heel. It's yeah. a big old chunky ass heel, and that. Is absolutely my fashion moment. This is the first. I'm. She's probably worn it before now, but she wears them through the series, mm-hmm. and she has worn them twice so far in the new season too. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I just. I, I noticed the shoe too much. I guess. I think it's because my mom had a pair. Too much or not just enough? Like, yes. Hmm. Um. What happens in the office? Let's spend your dowry. You might as well put it to some use. So guys, what what? How much do you think your dowries are? Well, my dowry is spent. I'm married. You're married too. So. That's true, but Mike only got. How much did your Mike's get though? A, a bunch of anxiety and gray hairs. Mm. And Carolyn, three cows and like a bunch of wool. Okay. Well, as the the only single person in the room, I think you get to tell me what my dowry is. Um. Oh fuck. Your fleece. Yeah, sorry. 
but like it, like but like it's an it's a nice golden fleece. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but yeah, yeah not like real gold. It's just like a, like a nice yellow, like a weave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, single guys out there, I um. They would be very lucky. Uh, super oh my, lucky. Oh my god! Like I mean, I mean, like way. Well, I would wow. love to have that fleece. I, mean, I can't believe that you're. Fleece. I can't believe that you're single. No. I can't either. Anyway, I've got an awful lot of fleece. If you, um, <laughs> you have a lot to offer. Um, anyway, then. Uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna take it quick. Yeah. So Grace mistakenly thinks that her mother is in town. To... I'm fine. What? Yeah, you're great. Um, <clears throat> Grace thinks that her mother is in town to tell her that she's making a mistake living with Will. And she says, just tell me. Just tell me you think I shouldn't live with Will. And she's like, she says, like, she's totally conscious of her viciousness a little bit. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like they wrote this character to be really digging. Yeah. And they let that go a little bit as this character grows. Yeah. And we get to know yeah. Bobby a little bit more. I feel like this is the meanest we ever see Bobby. Mm-hmm. She's always a little nitpicky. She says, what do you want me to criticize? I just want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's at the dinner later. No, it's in the office. Is it? Oh, okay. You're right. stop fighting mommy daddy mommy daddy stop fighting um i mean three four the dark episode so what bobby really wants is for grace and will to get married and she says will's gay and she says i know i'm in the theater (laughs) uh um her Zsa, Zsa Gabor impression. I wrote that down too. I was like, mm. I said, the Zsa, Zsa is so good today, I wrote. Anyway, that's my note. <laughs> her, and then, her impressions are solid across the board. Because she does impressions of all the broads that she used to work with. Yeah, uh-huh. yes. Pretty awesome. Ooh, did I she love... ever do Liz Taylor? No, her husband did. Ooh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome for that setup. <laughs> So then Jack comes in from butt aerobics, <laughs> presenting his ass, um, and that little she fall they fall in love immediately. Her, him, and Bobby, and he pulls her in and dances with her and dips her and says, "Give us a kiss," and they kiss and it's adorable. And um, she goes, "Oh, we'll start <clears throat> with that." And then yes, and then Jack and Grace, or I'm um, sorry, Bobby and Grace leave to go shopping and spend her dowry. Mm-hmm. And turns out Karen. Hold on, there's one thing I want to jump back to real okay. quick before we get yeah, to Karen. Absolutely. Uh, she's like, I'm thinking yellow, Bobby is, for mm-hmm. Grace to wear. A yellow And glass. Grace then says, well, I hate yellow. Since when, Karen, in the dog episode, in The Truth About Will and Dogs, gets rid of a whole bag of Grace's clothes that are yellow. <gasps> You're so right. Mm, Maybe continue. she's just come around. Maybe she's come around. Continued mm-hmm. speculation. <laughs> Now, can we go back to Jack, Jack's entrance for just a hot second? Yes. Please. Not just because I want to talk about his ass, but because... But, but I do. I mean... It's a it's fine gorgeous. ass. It was, it's gorgeous. It it's a fine ass. It's a good ass. Um, my fashion moment... No! <gasps> ding, 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 ding! Ding, ding, ding! It's not a positive fashion. Oh, okay. Oh. Yep. Yep. We have those. Yeah. It's the blue cable net V-neck sweater over the, the white crew neck t-shirt. Sure. It's a very, very late 90s look. It was Homecoming 99. Yeah. It it uh, it jumps out to me in not a great way. Yeah. So I have this ongoing theory about Jack's wardrobe. Um, that, like, his wardrobe is as bad as it is in, in, an, in an attempt to, like, sort of, like, just desexualize Sean Hayes as much as possible. Mm. How do you feel about that? It was a different time. Because he's so fey, and, like, I yeah. don't feel like any, like, first of all, no person I've ever met dresses like that, except for people who literally live in nursing homes, and... <laughs> and everyone at my homecoming in 1999. I will remind you, I went to college in Reno in the late 90s. I dressed like that. Yeah. As a gay man. Huh. But but not New York City. Right? No, not so, New York City in your so, 20s. You know, it, right. it, yeah, exactly. I, I, I dressed like that because I didn't know better. Right. Right. I mean, I could. The only place I could shop was Mervyn's. 
Burbank's is a West Coast clothing store. I'm sorry, I, but that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Have you never heard of Mervyn's? No. Never heard of Mervyn's, no. I've lived in the Midwest my whole life. People in the West Coast, you, you hear me with Mervyn's, right? It's like it's like if JCPenney and... I was going to say JCPenney. If JCPenney and Kohl's had a baby. Oh. Oh, great. Yeah. Lots of and pleats. I would have lots, definitely shopped at Mervyn's. Lots of pleats. Lots of pleats. Yeah. I did buy one sweater at Mervyn's I will always remember that I loved. It was the same sweater... That Josh Hartnett wore in Halloween H2O. Shut up. H2O is the best one. It's the, oh, green, the green stripe with the white. You know, I know exactly the one you're talking about. I found that sweater at Mervyn's and I was like, oh, I would look like Josh Hartnett if I wear this. That I sweater also yeah. became like a major fashion moment for boys in my middle school. I don't know why. It was just like. <laughs> so in other words, I dressed like a middle school boy when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair. That's not a surprise. That's gay culture. <laughs> um, so Jack, of course, finds the free food. Yes, the and muffins, Karen, the mini Karen muffins. comes over. Mm-hmm. And Karen says, it was Stan's birthday a couple weeks ago, and I forgot to get him a gift. And... Long story short... I think I might be pregnant. And then we end, end that scene. And we, and that scene's over, yeah. We, we ended on a joke that does not land. You know Tell me about that. I don't which, think it's a joke? joke. Oh, Karen, I hope you don't forget my birthday. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. It was a pour out. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, and and I think it only stands out because the rest of the episode is so strong. The like this is one of, I mean, I I said as we finished watching, I was like, this is my favorite one so far mm-hmm. that we've watched. Yeah. Same. And I think you're very right. Like the rest of the episode is boom, 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 money, 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 and it's like, I hope you don't forget my birthday. And it's not like the worst joke. On no, the not race, at all. But no, it is. It's just the bar was raised in this episode. Agreed. Also, Karen Agreed. reveals that she might be pregnant, so that's like that's kind of a big deal. That's how they break tension in Will and Grace, right, though. Exa- right, exactly. Yeah. That's why the joke probably didn't land so much. Fair. Yeah. Saying. Um, so then Bobby has given us that old-timey voice dealing poker cards. Yes. And Karen gets gin. Gin. <laughs> That's great. Um, and it is gin, but we're playing poker. <laughs> this whole scene is just golden. Um, oh, the, the 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 game scenes that Karen is at mm-hmm. at the apartment are always so fucking good. Yeah, the last really like favorite scene I had that we've watched so far was another game night that Karen was at. Yeah, and it's like bing bing boom. Yeah, exactly. And uh, she so, <clears throat> great. Uh, Will says we're all playing poker. Even you give the money back, and she's like, "You gays sure love your rules," or something, <laughs> something like that. And it was it was a good laugh. <laughs> we do. You both laughed really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's because I really, um, really do. And Jack has nothing but one pair of fabulous cheeks. And Bobby puts on another accent, a country one, and she beats, Oh, all I have is these little old twos. And oh, two more, four little, little old, old twos. Cutie. Oh my god, I love it. And then um, Karen wants a martini. But Jack's like, no. And they do this amazing. Charades. Mm-hmm. Bit. About, about the baby. And he does the, like, monster baby. <laughs> the fetal alcohol syndrome baby. Oh, <laughs> oh bummer. So David, don't laugh. say fetal alcohol syndrome and then laugh. Oh, boy. Anyway, knock him out of the park tonight. <laughs> uh, and she says, okay, mum and shans. Or how do you Mum shans? Mum and shans. Did you look that up? Which, what is, they're mind theater. Of course I looked it up because I didn't know what it was. Could have just asked me. Mm-hmm. I know about Mormon Sean's. Okay. Well, then tell us what it is. Mime Theater. Where are they based? Germany. Wrong. Switzerland. Oh my god. <laughs> it's a Swiss theater mask troupe who perform in surreal masks and prop oriented style. Oh. And that's as far as I got in the Wikipedia article. I was close. You were very close. Was that Wikipedia article really dry? I don't know. That's literally as far as I got. That would mean, yeah. <laughs> um, if it's too dry, you can't get too far in. Yep. So then... Um, <laughs> this is going to be a long episode. It is already so long. <laughs> You're going to have fun editing this one. Yeah. And there's not even that much to edit because it's all good. No, it's all funny. Like, I'm going to cut out a few things that I'm saying. And <laughs> David never uh, made a racist comment during this episode. Do you want to know why? Because I've never taken an improv class at... 
the second city. On Wells. You guys are getting really good at that. Thank you. Um. So then, so so Grace comes in late to the poker game, and uh, Grace's mother says, "I think I liked you better with your hair straighter." And she ching goes, ching right off the mom shield. And I yes. <laughs> oh, Grace, I love you. And um, she calls her the loin of my fruits. <laughs> and um, tells Will that. Bobby wants them to get married and he laughs and laughs and everyone thinks it's ludicrous and they go through a whole thing and it's hilarious. And, uh, and she says, mom, this is how it would go. Three weeks into our marriage, honey, I'm having an affair. Me too. His name is Donald. Oh my God. Me too. I wish the name could be changed. That was, that name is ruined. It's ruined. It's also come up like twice more before in this first season. And I'm just like, "Mm -mm, I don't like it. If your name is Donald. Change it. Yeah, think about just going by a different name. It will tweet. Even a Donnie, like Donnie's fine. Resources, people. What was that about resources? (laughs) (laughs) I started saying something, and then the thing that you were saying was funnier, so I stopped. Editing out like the laughter is gonna take out fifteen minutes at least. <laughs> I'm not editing out our laughter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna. I mean, like the editing for the laughter is like adjusting the volume. Right. That's about it. So, um, Will says, even if I was straight, I wouldn't marry Grace. End of scene. Youch. Um, I want to say something, just that I wrote down in my notes at this point in the episode. The show is getting broader, and. Something that other people have talked about with regards to Will and Grace, like the later seasons of Will and Grace, they're like, like, it gets so broad and, um, like, not but, but, and, like, it continues to work. Like, it continues to be funny, and it doesn't really ever stop working until those last two episodes of the eighth season that no one ever talks about that we, that don't exist, apparently. And, like... I think that what we're starting to see with this episode specifically is that the comedy is getting like bigger and gayer and I'm super into it. Yeah. I love it. It's 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 what I think of when I think of Will and Grace. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They really hit their stride. Mm-hmm. As most sitcoms do. And in fact, I would yeah. argue that many sitcoms take two seasons like or I take a season to find their groove. Season, season and a half for yeah. sure. But this one definitely found it early on. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we, it's a commercial break and it's a very intense commercial break that Hulu really lets, let's ride. Yeah. The editing (laughs) on, on these episodes is strange. The, the blackouts are really long. Yeah. Like three to four seconds. I know. It's super weird, especially in this one. Yeah. Um, so then we. Is it called a blackout? Well, blackout is a type of sketch that you would see in a Goodbye. Okay, anyway, then we open on a restaurant. (laughs) You can't see, but Tyler has just put his finger to his mouth and is staring at his paper. It's fine. I didn't need to talk about anything other than Debbie Reynolds. That's all I'm good for. Basically. Oh, no! (sighs) Big sigh. (laughs) So, then we're at a restaurant. And Debbie Reynolds is, uh, sorry, Bobby is meeting Grace for lunch. I know. So, I kept, uh, in, in my notes, she goes from like Debbie to Bobby to Debbie to Bobby. <laughs> like, I can't. I mean. She's Debbie. Yeah, yeah she's Debbie. Debbie. You got to You got to Listen, audience, you just got to go with us. She's mostly Debbie. Oh, speaking of which, have you noticed the, the Debbie Reynolds piece on the set of the new show? <gasps> no. What? No. Yeah. Oh, you didn't see? Behind the couch. On the armoire. Armoire? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Yeah. The hutch. Sure. The yeah. hutch. Uh, there is a framed photo of Grace and Bobby. Stop. It's always it's always on the set. I saw, a... I saw episode one of the new season and I started to cry. I'm obsessed. That's amazing. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah. I'm crying again. Of course we wouldn't have fucking noticed that. What's wrong with us? Excuse me. I you noticed the Louis Vuitton. I feel bad. That's amazing. It's literally my job. <sighs> okay. Debbie Reynolds is so important. Debbie Reynolds is so important. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. 
to culture as we know it. Go on. <clears throat> so we're out of dinner. Uh, Grace is not eating because she's upset, and I don't blame her. Mom's having the snapper. Um, and the waiter comes over. Mm. Meow. Yeah, you both had a moment there. <laughs> Apparently, I want to gnaw on him. Apparently. <laughs> I wonder why he um, got that part. But he's, uh, <laughs> he's flirting with Debbie. Yes. And she loves it, and she loves every second. So I want to know how many older women you two have flirted with in your respective waiter jobs in the past oh, years. Girl, I did dinner theater in Alaska for a summer. Oh my God, I forgot about that. I got paid to flirt with all the old ladies. Absolutely. While singing standards to them. Oh, beautiful. So I don't do dinner theater in Alaska, but I do do like upscale American in Bucktown, which is like an annoyingly trendy neighborhood in Chicago for those who don't live here. And I don't hit on older women so much as I hit on like bachelorette parties. Sure. Like they, they like, I, every restaurant I've worked in, they're like, okay, you're going to get the party of like 20 something white women, David. And I'm like, you got it. And I'm also going to make a fuck ton of money. (laughs) You are a saint. I can handle it. I couldn't do it. It's because I'm not in a gay bar. If I worked in a gay bar, I think I'd want to throw things at them. I once worked box office for a small theater here in Chicago where they would do naked boys singing. Oh, sure, yeah. And my job was to run the box office, but also go into the theater and stop the show whenever the bachelorette parties got too rowdy because they thought it was a strip show. Ew. First of all, it's a garbage show. Well, yeah. It's terrible. But, But they just burned me on bachelorette parties forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. Bachelorette parties can be really, like, okay, PSA to bachelorette parties. Mm-hmm. Lock your shit up. You're the only one celebrating. Nobody around you wants to fucking hear it. And when I'm getting married. I don't give a fuck. I, I just get married. That's the end. That's the end. I'm never gonna get married. You're our Mary. My bachelorette. Oh, party. you're you're the friend. Yeah, I was trying to do different voices. <clears throat> yes. Okay. I, I'm not a voiceover artist, so give notes. Give notes. Okay. Give David notes. is Edith again. Um, <laughs> I just, can I just say my bachelorette party was a private pole dancing class, and then we all got drunk on my floor. Yeah, it was and great. It was wonderful. Yeah. yeah, and then the bachelorette party we threw earlier this year, we went to batting cages and private, a private karaoke, karaoke room. room. I mean, that's mm-hmm. amazing because you're not bothering anybody. Nobody. No one else is involved. I also got to go on a feminist rant in the middle of batting cage central in Wrigleyville. Oh, you did? Yeah. Because everyone was amazed that our friend Aaron, who is an incredible athlete on top of being incredibly talented in the theater, um, she was um, she's an amazing athlete and she's like smacking these balls in fast pitch. Yeah. And all the dudes were like, wow, she's a girl. Yeah. That, and that was their whole thesis of what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, not like good job or wow, good one. Or like you're going to be sore tomorrow, but wow, she's a woman. And that inspired Carolyn to go on a little bit of a rant. So anyway, Will and Grace. That's the show <laughs> we're talking about. Oh. oh. And, um... <clears throat> And uh, Grace tells her mother, you know, um, you're, you're, Will has this theory about relationships that someone's the gardener and someone's the flower and you're the flower and you always have to be the center of attention and it's so annoying. Anyone um. else want to weigh in on the episode? <laughs> We're waiting for you to finish. I was done. Oh, like, is the thing about the hoe? Almost. Am I burning? Am I Uh, Well, so she's telling her mother that her mother is always the star of every relationship and she's worried about being her. And then Will enters and Grace is very angry with Will for saying that he wouldn't marry her if he was straight. If if he was straight. And, um, and then Will, having not even heard Grace just tell her mother the thing about the flowers, starts giving Grace the same fucking speech. Yeah. And she's like, do not do that with me. I am not a flower. I am a gardener. I do plenty of hoeing. Um, I also want to point out that she, episodes ago, would not have said right out to Will, why wouldn't you marry me? It would have been some sort of hijinks and like she wouldn't have told him and she would have kept it a secret and like been mad at him. But she just comes right out and says it, and she's growing. Growth. Mm-hmm. Growth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very hard when you're... Uh, hard, very hard slash really great when your friends get along really well with your family. Yes. And Will and Bobby have a great relationship. We mm-hmm. established that very early. And um, 
It's clearly not super easy for Grace because she has kind of a fraught relationship with her mother, but it's also got to be kind of good. Like, it's got to be kind of nice. Um, So, uh, moving on, next thing we see is uh, we're back in Grace's office, but Grace is not there. Sorry, what? Oh, there's a moment. Sorry. We got to talk about that Please. last moment I do this, in the restaurant. This is how I do I try to move too quickly through the plot. Go ahead. May I? So Grace, uh, first of all, she says, uh, I do plenty of hoeing. <laughs> and Bobby says, just a thing a mother wants to hear. Yes. Uh, and then there is a whole kerfuffle in a Will and Grace way. Mm-hmm. And Grace uh, gives a, a little speech. I am nurturing. I am loving. And then she stands up from the table. Mm-hmm. And she says something about not always needing attention. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then she throws her shawl over her shoulder, puts on her sunglasses, and just like exuberantly <laughs> strides strides out of there With like a movie star. Strides in even. profile. In profile. It's stunning. It's stunning. It is. It is. It's. A, it's one of those moments for me that is mm-hmm. like viscerally ingrained in my brain. And anytime I have sunglasses and a scarf. I have literally seen you do that. Yes. Yeah. It's perfect. It's so funny. It's and sad. I feel terrible for almost skimming right over it. However, the it next should. scene for me is one of my favorite scenes of oh. Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. Like, the series. Tell us like, all about it. So, we're back in Grace's office. Grace is not there. It's just Jack and Karen. And Karen has just taken her pregnancy test. And... Timer goes off, and they walk over to the table where there is ostensibly, it's hidden, a pregnancy test. And they both put their hand down. And the gag is that it looks like they're reaching to pick it up together, but they both pick their own up and look at the results. And Karen is like, Well, it's negative, and it's fine. And she walks away and she throws in the garbage, and it's, you know, she's moving on. And and Jack has this weird moment where he's like, you know, I know it was going to, I knew it was going to be negative. I'm not crazy, but I am a little sad. And the way he delivers the line, a little sad is very sweet mm-hmm. and very real and not at all like can't be Jack McFarland. And it's really nice. He plays it so beautifully. So beautifully. And like, also like, I would like to be a father someday and like I'm not an idiot of course I know that like I can't carry a child but I also like have a very very firm belief that like you know that like adoption is super important that doesn't change the fact that I feel like every person who wants to be a parent at some point it crosses their mind that they you know hmm, it might be kind of nice to like carry a child you know i don't think that that's an overstep is it i'm also bears mentioning i'm talking to two adoptees (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) it's true um i understand you know being adopted uh i you know uh I, i definitely wonder what it would be like to have a child that i was related to maybe not carried myself my belly don't need to get no bigger but <laughs> um but you know we've talked about having children and 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 if we were to have children the best route for us and and the idea of actually having a child that i was biologically part of me, biologically related to me is, mm-hmm. is very very enticing yeah um and so you know even for people who you know never thought about having children if that I can only imagine that that is a very real moment that Karen goes through. Yeah. And so um, then, then the next, did... sorry, go ahead, please. please. <laughs> um, at this moment in my life, we don't want kids right now, but my body does. Mm. Every time I see a child now for the past like six months, eight months, my uterus has been like, want put a baby inside of me. <laughs> want guy age, want. <clears throat> I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I, I used to be a person who looked at a child and was like, no, thank you. Get it away from me. Mm-hmm. And now my body is like, yes! I remember us having this conversation for the first time a few months ago. Yeah. And I made the comment about you never having children. You're like, wow! And I was like, what? 
Because you have been anti-children since I met you. I, well, not anti. I mean, not anti-children for me. For, me. for you, but and <laughs> you're not but like, I also you're not like wanting to like punch every child. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like I remember a time when she was. I like you're, you're like Indiana Jones was... punching children in the face. Yeah, totally. Um, but now, like my my body really wants one, and I think my mind and my husband are also coming around to the idea. And sometime in the next couple of years, we might start trying. But, um, but also I know. I, I I know that I would love a child just as my parents did if it wasn't a part of me and if I was never pregnant. But also a part of me would feel a loss for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Not ever having been pregnant and, and given birth and not not in any huge way, but in, in, in I would feel it the way that Karen does yeah. in this moment. Well, and then... I haven't even gotten to the camera. Woo, what a heavy t- subject. I was talking about Jack. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we jumped right ahead. So, so Jack goes to leave after he says what he says. He's going to say, she's first, she's like, here's my, here, take my platinum. Do you charge yourself a little happy? And he goes, no, I think I'm just going to go to the gym and work out some of these emotions. <laughs> That's cute. I have no idea what that feels like. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and he starts to walk out and Karen is just sitting at her desk about to, you know, go about her business. And Jack walks up behind her and he goes don't hate me for doing this and he gives her a hug and he says i love you and he walks up and holds her he like holds it's not just a hug it's a hold it's like an i got you and it's for both of these characters it's the first like i think you know um like Deeply earnest and human moment we get from them. That makes them both incredibly three dimensional. It's it's also um, as soon as we saw that moment again, I knew it was coming, obviously, and I remember the moment. Mm -hmm. But during that embrace, I was immediately taken back to last week's new episode Mm. with Will hugging Karen. Yep, (coughs) in very much the same way. Um, Anyway, it's really it's really lovely. It's a really sweet moment, and then Jack exits, and Karen picks up the phone. She calls Stan, and she tells him to put his kids on the phone and she goes, yes, I'm serious. And that gets a huge laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, huge. There are a lot of really big laughs from the studio audience in this episode. Which it's, it's just really dichotomous from the, the from the moment before that didn't happen versus Mm -hmm. this very serious moment. And then this big laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. It's very well done. Oh, it's such a beautiful scene. Yeah. Then where do we go, Karen? Oh, back to the, Oh, back to the apartment. Where Grace is reading all her old diaries, at which both of you, <clears throat> you know where they are. They're in my storage unit. You will burn them upon my death. I need to read these. No. We'll read them and then burn them. No, no. <laughs> Just burn them. So but... <laughs> real quick, if anything were to happen to you, mm. um, where is said storage unit and where is said key to said storage unit? It's in the basement. You know what? It doesn't matter. No, I really, I just would like to know so I can take care of you your. Know. You know, it doesn't matter. I just want to, I want to hide all the, I want to hide all the things that you don't want your parents to yeah. see, and I want to make sure we burn all the things. And that's just one thing I think I should know. No. Yeah. For... Maybe, maybe just walk me down there and just show me. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, so Grace is surrounded by all her baby diaries, and I, I have so many of those. Like, there's <laughs> literally probably 25 books downstairs that. I have exactly like this. Like one of them is literally pink fur covered oh. and she has a yellow fur. Oh my God. One. She does, but she hates yellow. What? What? Um, Come on. Continued investigations on the serial of NBC comedies. <laughs> it's like the John Oliver thing about the Olsen twins. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't watch just John one. Oliver. There's only the one. There's only one. <gasps> Olsen twin. He'll prove it. So she starts every entry with dear diary. Tonight was really my night. How many entries in your diary are, are that? Probably a lot. <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Diaries are about you. Yeah. They're all about you working out yourself and talking about yourself. Aren't, aren't they? I don't know. I yes. don't think any of mine ever said anything about Tonight is... Else. Right. Like, wow, tonight was really so-and-so's night. Unless you're just like like a super magnanimous, supportive person. Blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like to think that I'm others focused and I don't tend to write journals about myself but rather about those around me. Ugh, podcast over. That's because you're a judgy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also probably why I love therapy so much now in my adulthood. Yeah. Yeah. Up with therapy. Um, um, so Grace is reading her things and she's like, holy shit. 
and uh, walks where, Bobby. How did I get this way? Is what she says. And how does how did I get this way? Cue door open. Tonight was really my night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's Debbie again. Yeah. In a white pantsuit with like a fur over her shoulder. She doesn't do a single scene in this whole episode without that stole. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't. So. Grace is, you know, on the floor. Debbie Reynolds comes in and she says, look, now I know you spent your whole night worrying about turning into me. And Grace says, I'm already you. I already know I'm you, mom. And um, I'm just worried about what that means for my love life. And Which in itself is an interesting comment. It's kind of shitty. It's a little shitty comment. Yeah. Because if I'm you, I'll never find love. Well, and she's still married to her father, right? Yeah. Who she loves. And and enumerates in this next monologue that she has, which is so gorgeous and sweet. She sits down on the coffee table and she's like, Grace. Well, Grace says, I can't even get a gay guy to hypothetically marry me. And that I don't remember what the I don't remember what that prompt means. Well, then she has the monologue. And that's when the monologue... Okay. So she says that. Then the monologue begins and it's like, my husband um, loves me, you know, no matter what. And she's like, ask him any time, day or night, who the love of his life is. And he'll say, I married her. Now get out of the way. You're blocking the TV. <laughs> and... Um, oh, played by Alan Arkin, by the way. Oh, and yeah. And later, coming up. later episodes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, alum of Second City. On Wells. On Wells. Um, <laughs> uh, so, the, um, then the bit ends with her just being like, Grace, love yourself. Like, it's this beautiful message that Debbie Reynolds delivers with such, and I mean, like, in my heart, she's talking to Carrie, and like, right? and like, it's like, it's so pretty. It's like, it was kind of a sappy episode mm-hmm. in like yeah, the bit. best way possible. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet. She says, I joke about your father, but I love him. Mm-hmm. And like, hi, you guys. I joke about my husband all the time on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I love and him. And in life. Mm-hmm. And in life, yeah. <laughs> He's the best one. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think mine's the best one. Mm-hmm. But I also call him the old man from Up. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's accurate. That is so accurate. <laughs> you, you gotta tease the ones you love. And they're both named Mike. They are. Hmm. Anyway, so then Will comes in. Um, you're gonna find someone. I can't believe you're single. Oh my god! god. Fuck. That gold Why are you still single? The, Will the, comes the golden in. fleece deserves the... to be worn. <laughs> um, <clears throat> preferably by Anthony Rizzo. Um, Fair. I mean, Anthony Rizzo's mine, but that's fine. So, but the thing All is, right. you're married. Guys, so... guys, we are not fighting over Cubs players right now. Okay, well, do you want to fight over political commentators instead? Oh, do we have Steve Kornacki? My boyfriend, Steve Kornacki? This hey. was this is one year old, and it was funny <gasps> until then that night got super not funny. <laughs> yeah, what happened was we were waiting for Hillary to win the election, which she didn't. And she technically did. Well, she got the popular vote. Um, but, um, yeah, Steve Kornacki was... David and Tyler were both fighting over him. To be fair, I introduced David to Steve Kornacki. That's and true, you did. So I think Tyler has rights, but I mean... Steve Kornacki, if you're listening to this, know that... <laughs> he definitely, he definitely listens, listens to Will Grace. I'm, I'm a big fan of yours. Moving on, it's the most beautiful moving moment of the episode. Will and... comes in, and he's like, I think I'm in the wrong apartment, because they're hugging. And he's like, how could they be hugging? Uh... It's so uh Bobby lays into him. Yeah, she's like, Why would you not marry my Grace? Rah, 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 rah. You're you know, terrific. Like, she says terrific, which I think is a, such a wonderful word. I do I like that word. Except when Donald Trump uses it. And he Ew, uses it. A why? Lot. It bothers me. Um and then, you know, she says that she's late for her nail appointment. Mm-hmm. And she goes to leave. And oh. She dances out the fucking door. She says, I'll see you at eight for dinner. Oh, that reminds me of a song. She gets, she gets too, too hungry, hungry for, for dinner, dinner at eight. eight. Slams. Slams the door and 
what should happen with that <laughs> fucking stole getting stuck in the door? First of all, like mother, like daughter. Second of all, yep. oh my God, it had not, it, I mean, it There's really no way that was planned. don't think it was oh, no, that was absolutely no, a mistake. That was totally a mistake and they it left it genius. in because Debbie plays it off beautifully. And so do uh, Eric and yes. Deborah. yes. It's beautiful. Because I would argue, uh, because uh, Eric laughs, and yeah. Deborah holds it together, which I think is very true to that moment as well. Yeah. Because I think Will would absolutely lose it, mm-hmm. and Grace would just be like, fuck, that's my mom. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. That's the end. Tyler, what's your mm. takeaway? Oh, my takeaway. My takeaway is the introduction of an iconic sitcom character. Oh. Played by an iconic Hollywood broad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and and how memorable so many moments are for mm-hmm. this episode. Strong agree. Yeah. What about you? My takeaway is mother-daughter relationships. Mm-hmm. Complicated. Mm. But I was thinking earlier, and I know both of your mothers quite well. And I just, I am so lucky, we are so lucky, to have such incredible moms. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like, my mother is the most hilarious, kind, generous, sweetest, funniest. Like, she's just the best person in the entire world. And she's an inspiration. And, I mean, we should all be so lucky to have mothers who love us so much. There's a lot and, of motherhood in this episode. Yeah. It's and eventually, like, we all become them. Yeah. I oh. am my mother's daughter, though I am adopted. Yes, fuck, oh, yeah. I am my mother's oh, daughter. I, I am my mother, and my husband is my father. <laughs> in yeah, my, so many ways. my husband is also my dad. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, like, like I was, there's a lot of motherhood in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a big mom episode. Like, potential motherhood, you yeah. know. Yeah fantasy of motherhood uh you know like <clears throat> daughterhood like there's it's great i think this is a wonderful what wonderful are your takeaways Dave? my takeaway is a little grumpy okay of course it is <clears throat> listen up it is not the responsibility of gay people to explain to straight people why they would or would not be interested in them romantically or sexually, quote, if they weren't gay. No. I, Fair. I, I'm sorry. That's not okay. Does not fucking hold up. Like, I get feeling insecure. I get wanting your friends to think you're beautiful. That is a different thing than asking a person to talk about this hype. High- like hi, like hypothetical situation that would only exist if they were not at all the person that they are. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, to me that says that w- like Will's gayness is just a thing that you can or cannot be, like a diagnosis. Sure. And I really think it has not aged well. That's my takeaway. Mm. I applaud that. No, <laughs> Otherwise, a fantastic episode. Yeah, yeah. you're absolutely That's right. That's a really good takeaway. Thanks. And not something that tracked with me, so... Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, but real quick, uh, Carolyn, um, if you were gay, wow, um, would you want to have the sexes with me? You mean if I were gay, I'd be interested in women. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, for being married to another dude, <laughs> you don't quite get homosexuality. <laughs> He's working on it, guys. So it's, you know what, Tyler, you're gonna learn. I'm, You've I'm, only been married by 13 I am trying years. to be the best ally I can be. <laughs> You're such a good oh heterosexual ally. On that note, <laughs> you are such a good heterosexual ally. Thank you. Thank oh you. Oh my God. Well, thank you all for listening. <clears throat> You've been listening to Will and Grace and Vodka. Um, Tyler, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for this having me. A delight. You're I hope, I know that everyone had to love your Debbie story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Thank you. Thank like, you. Oh my God. <laughs> what a beautiful, beautiful um, tribute. And uh, maybe in the future when we watch more Debbie episodes, uh, we might hear from Tyler again. Oh, I yeah. would love that. We'll dial you in from LA. Oh, moving to Hollywood. Moving to Hollywood. The great... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, doing witch, he's doing witch hands. Or, he's doing wizard hands? 
He's doing. I'm like I'm full <laughs> Debbie Reynolds Grand Apple in this right now. That's, that's right. what I You are. You're absolutely. Like. So thank you to Tyler. Thank you to my brother, PJ, yes. for our beautiful theme song. Oh, PJ, Peach. you killed it. Um, also, please, if you don't already, we really would appreciate you following us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. You can find us at any of those at. Will and Grace Pod, all spelled out, no ampersand or anything like that. Um, and thank you to Brother Love for our vodka this evening. Thank you, Sarah. Brother Love. Thank, thank you. Oh, and thank you, Stephanie Kaufman, for the Debbie Reynolds candle. Oh, oh thank you, Stephanie, Stephanie Kaufman. Kaufman. Uh, we'll see a link to her. You'll be sites. hearing from me, honey. Her yes, Etsy, we will definitely, definitely be tweeting out a, a link to her Etsy page because y'all should buy up some of these celebrities. She's got some amazing Beautiful. ones. She got some Candles. Dolly Parton ones. <gasps> Shut up. She's got, she's got Hillary ones. All right. She's got great ones. I'm so down. I'm, I'm in. absolutely going to be purchasing at least like five. Um, <laughs> I have a fireplace that is not operational and it must be filled. Uh, fill well, it there with you the go. faces of our icons. Divas on a candle, yeah. Yes. Um, and last but not least, absolutely, positively, please, please, please rate and review us on your podcast platform, whatever that may be, um, uh, because it does make a huge difference. I know we say it all the time, but that's because it's important. Um, Anyway, we love you. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye, everybody. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie.